0: You are Locked On Padres, your daily San Diego Padres podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Padres podcast, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day for Tuesday, May 4th. May the 4th be with you. You all, as always, I am your host with sometimes, occasionally, but certainly not always, the most, Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with some of my baseball-related work at places like Baseball FYI, Friars on Base, or Off the Bench Baseball, or my pop culture-related slant of things. Let's be honest, guys. That's what I'm known for, especially at places like Nerdist, Mental Floss, Inverse Play, Disgusting, and many more, and hopefully many more to come. Of this year, Lockdown Padres podcast, though. You can check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres. Or you can check out my personal account, which is at Javapeno. And that's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And if you feel so inclined, only, only if you feel so inclined, you can hit me up on there with any questions, comments, or concerns that you might have. i love to get back to you. I love interacting with you. And sometimes you might even make it right here on the show. You might make an appearance. And a way to make an appearance is if you guys sent me some five-star views on the Apple Podcast app, you can write in the review section, in the little review description section, write a little question for me. And I guarantee you I will talk about it. It could be about anything either. It could be about the Padres. It could be about, I don't know, Manchester United's whole incident. Whatever you want to ask me. I don't know as much about the latter, but still, you could ask it. I'll answer it. Uh, it's just a little motivational tool, guys. Uh, and speaking of tools... Ladies and gentlemen, today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts or tools your car will ever need. Not really, but you know you get what I'm saying. All the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. I tried with that transition there, as you guys can tell. I tried. I, I tried really hard, but then I realized... Maybe it's not exactly tools that they have over at rockout.com. Not necessarily, not not specifically, not implicitly do they have that. Anyway, guys, I don't know why I'm in such a weird mood right now. Maybe it's because, well, it's a little bit late for me here on the East Coast. It's a little bit after 1 o'clock. It's one twenty-two to be exact as I look at my little watch and what have you. But I am happy because the Padres were able to win last night's game uh, against the Pittsburgh Pirates, winning the first in a three-game set. Going to give my thoughts on that, and then later for the show, a more rare, uncommon occurrence, which is I'm going to actually be uh, sharing the the archived footage, the recorded footage, I guess is the way to describe it, of a, a locker room session that I had on Saturday with Ben Caspic of Locked On Giants. Just uh, it's a more b- general baseball thing. I don't have many takes on the Padres currently. Don't worry, I'm cooking them up. But right now, I do not have too many takes. So I figured, let's just talk about the general way that we view baseball, the general way we view sports, and how oftentimes we have to relax. It's, it's a cool and, I think, good conversation. I really do, and that's why I'm going to be sharing it. Uh, but before we get into that, guys, let's talk about this goddamn baseball game, ladies and gentlemen. Last night, the Padres won by a score of two to nothing, and it was, as evidenced by that score, was exactly the most exciting game. Don't get me wrong; the Padres won, which is great, but it's funny because for the majority of this game, Mister Tyler Anderson of the Pirates, um, who who's basically been the definition of kind of mediocre. Uh, not to be too mean to my guy here, uh, kind of you know not terrible. He's kind of been like putting up Chris Paddock esque numbers just in terms of strict uh, linear, the binary sense of it, just the the number wise. He's been kind of similar to a degree. In this game, up until the sixth inning, he doesn't allow any hits. That's right. The Padres were getting no hit at one point, which was disturbing. It all happened only in the the bottom of the seventh when they finally got some hits. And I'll say this, just to be fun. Let's just talk about it. Alternate reality. If Tyler Anderson had thrown a no-hitter tonight, I would have been that bad. You know why? Because here's what I'll say. I dare any one of you. This is the team that gave us Joe Musgrove. Would you decline the trade for Joe Musgrove and include you get the no-hitter if it meant that you would get no-hit later on by the Pittsburgh Pirates? I think you take that deal. You know what I'm saying? So I wouldn't have been that upset. It was definitely creeping in the back of my mind. The Padres' offense, as usual, uh, as of late anyway, I should say, just kind of not quite, you know, exploding as much as we'd want them to. But thankfully, they did what they needed to in this game. Uh, It started in the bottom of seventh, like I mentioned. Manny Machado draws a walk, which he's been, you know, apt at doing this year. He's been able to get on base in terms of just drawing walks, making contact. Just nothing really, you know, escaping the infield. He hasn't been getting a lot of hits. Currently batting a fairly pedestrian a 225 on the season. But uh he draws a walk, and then Myers gets the first hit of the game, which was cool. First and third, and Tommy Fam doesn't get a hit here, but he does hit a sacrifice fly, which allows Manny Machado to tag up from third and score. And then Austin Nola gets probably the biggest hit of the game. A double to right center, allowing Will Myers to score. It was very cool. Welcome back, Austinola. I haven't really mentioned this enough, but welcome back, Austin Nola. Don't get me wrong, Victor Caratini, the Puerto Rican power that Victor Caratini has running through his veins. Of course, I love Caratini. And as I've said uh, on the podcast a couple times, you can do so, so, so much worse than Victor Caratini as your backup catcher. Hopefully, Nola, you know... Keeps uh, is maybe a little bit of a spark that we didn't even expect for this lineup to kind of get them going and be a little bit more consistent because 2-0 games, they're not all that exciting. They're not what you expect from this Padres offense. A great offense in terms of drawing walks, as I had mentioned with Machado before. You know, you got Grisham on the team. You even got Hosmer on the team. who has a really high on base percentage. He had the day off tonight, actually. But hopefully they can start slugging some home runs and whatnot because that's what they were known for. We're, we're, they're called Slam Diego for a reason. That's just not happening right now, and I'm expecting it to get going, and I'm still waiting. Uh, but it hasn't happened just yet. But also, um, the biggest thing of this game, I'd say, is that the Padres didn't have really any of their usual starters. It was another bullpen game, game. It was Mr. Miguel Diaz. No, not Miguel Diaz from the hit sensational show, Cobra Kai, which is why, literally the only reason why I'm rooting for Miguel Diaz. it's not the only reason. I thought he might have some good whiff stuff, and I like that he was young, uh, Miguel Diaz, and that's why I kind of was interested to see if in spring training he made the team. And let me tell you, he was fine today, going three innings, giving up no runs, only one hit, walking two, striking out three. Across those three innings he threw fifty pitches. He didn't look like he was wiping anybody out of off the face of the earth or anything like that, but considering this is a bullpen game. And considering that, I guess a lot of people would expect out of all the games that were playing against the Pirates, this was going to be the game that would be a little worrisome because Miguel Diaz is completely unproven, obviously. Turned out okay. And then Craig Stammen comes in for two innings, and he's fine. Like I said, Craig Stammen really... He's just he's had bad moments, but as a pitcher in the totality in terms of his season, he's really not all that bad. You know what I'm saying? So he's really not that bad. He goes um really good here. Austin Adams comes in. Speaking of someone who isn't that bad, I actually think Austin Adams has some pretty good stuff and some pretty good strikeout stuff. He's been basically he just his ERA is extremely bloated right now. He's got a 5.4 um across 8 total innings and that's because against the Pittsburgh series the first time uh April 12th and April 14th giving uh, up some runs to Pittsburgh, giving up one, the first appearance, and then giving up three and two-thirds innings on April 14th, the second game of the Pittsburgh series, and then only lasting a third of an inning, uh, giving up a run to the Dodgers. But ever since then, he's been very, very clean. How clean? Actually, ever since that that Dodgers game, he's given up no hits. That's right, no hits. He's only walked two batters, and he struck out 14 total batters, if you count tonight's. Uh, game, or last night's game, I should say, so Austin Adams been on fire lately, love to see it for this team, and Tim Hill comes in, Tim Hill becoming the the fan favorite, I feel like, for Padres bullpen guys, just an exciting guy who clearly gets amped up whenever he's able to come through, he ends up taking the win in this, not that wins mean anything, there's a reason I never use wins when talking about my game recaps and all that, Pomerantz comes in, he's good, and Mark Melanson gets the save, only allowing a hit, didn't strike anybody out, didn't walk anybody, that was it classic Mark Melanson type of line, he's been good this year. Ten saves on the season for Mark Melanson, just unbelievable bargain bin kind of pickup for the Padres. So, really, today's game was the definition of almost, it almost felt like they stole one from the Pirates because of the fact that you had to start Miguel Diaz in this game. So, we'll have to see, I haven't seen at the report, actually I'm going to check right now. Yeah, still nothing really on who's expected to be the starter for tomorrow. We know Darvish's got Wednesday, but no kind of final confirmation or anything like that. It'll probably come out by the time you guys are listening to this podcast, but I'm recording late and I got to get up early. So, you know, I'm sorry, Uh, but we'll see how it kind of shakes up. I know Dennis Leonard wrote about this for The Athletic. In terms of kind of the the dicey situation the Padres are in when it comes to their starting pitching, so that's go worth uh, worth a read. I recommend you guys checking that out. He mentions Mackenzie Gore, who's had some you know some issues in terms of kind of his command and whatnot, and how this upcoming minor league season, which starts tomorrow, very exciting because we're definitely going to be getting some Mackenzie Gore updates as the year kind of goes along, and since it's been so long. We've kind of gotten those updates. I'm really, really curious about that. So, definitely, that'll be something that I bring up every now and then on the podcast. But that's it for the game recap, guys. Before we get into the next part of this whole podcast, I want to talk to you about something. Have you guys heard of sports trade? It's really cool. It's where fantasy sports meets the stock market. It's amazing. Sports Trade takes fantasy to the next level. Their platform allows you to buy and sell shares in your favorite players, just like real stocks. Finally, finally, a fair and exciting way to cash in on your knowledge of sports. And they just added the baseball to the platform, the baseball, I mean baseball, to their platform. So check it out today. Making money with sports trade is simple as player values rise and fall based on two factors. One, their statistical performance, obviously, in each game as compared to the projected fantasy points in that game. The more points scored, the higher their value goes. And two, good old supply and demand, baby. The more demand a player has, the higher their value goes. When you're ready to buy shares, pick that penny stock and a rookie with a huge upside or grab the blue chip vet who's always reliable and whatnot a solid performer. Instantly buy and sell as many shares and as many players as you like, just like the stock market. Then watch your players battle and your portfolio value rise. Simply go to sportstrade.com, watch the how it works video, and then sign up to get started. Sign up today at sportstrade.com and discover the fun, exciting, and profitable new world of sports trading. This is truly the evolution of fantasy sports. You're going to be amazed, guys. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Remember, that is sportstrade.com. And another thing I want to talk to you guys about is Tenten. No, not the character from Naruto, which is my favorite thing in the world, of course. Not that character who is kind of an afterthought in that show, to be honest with you. But uh, uh, I'm talking about a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced. Limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. See what they did there? 10 rings, 10 designs, and 10 designers... That's right. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring. Ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, a gift, whatever. Whatever whatever you want, uh, they're really great, and they're really a great way to bring joy into a person's life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10 This collection features high-quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight, and it's fairly priced, so you can give that special someone something special. as simple as that, really. So if you're on the hunt for that perfect gift that they'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. And now, guys, let's talk to good old Benny Caspic, baby. This is a fun one.
0: It's just weird how in baseball, like, coming into this series, the Giants were riding a wave of positivity. Best record in the NL first place. And they still are in first place. Last I checked, I mean, the Dodgers are still playing. Uh, I'm not saying it's necessarily going to last, of course. But I just... I'm not going to get all negative because the Giants are... They lost a one-run game to the Padres last night. And this was a tight game also. You're facing Blake Snell and you, Darvish. I get it. Like, maybe the Giants could have tried to acquire those guys, I guess. But... I'm just not going to flip on a switch and say, oh, everything's all doom and gloom Mm -hmm. now because you lost two games on the road to a team that's going to win 100 games-ish. So, I don't know. I refuse to be negative. Giants, if they lose, they're going to be 16-11. and I don't have that much to complain about. And also, Um, you've had a good decade, man. (laughs)
1: You
0: know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, so
1: I've always had this belief. Because I, I, I've, like, been around people. Like, I've been around Steelers fans and Boston fans and, I don't know. I just – I look at them sometimes. And, and my one friend – one of my best friends who's a Philly fan. And I look at them, I'm like, I don't believe you can actually be that that mad right now considering you just won the – Super like, for the Eagles. We got into literally, like, we yelled at each other. And it was Eagles, uh, Falcons, Gabe to start off the NFL. I know this is a baseball chat, but – um, just quickly, like, it was the first game of the season. The Eagles were playing terrible. Nick Foles is in. It was a bad – it was a terrible, terrible game. And they lost it. He's getting, like, vehemently upset. He, like, slams his remote on the floor whatever. I'm like, bro, it's literally been six months since your team won the Super Bowl. There is literal video footage of you crying in the streets of Florence because you're so happy because <laughs> he was studying abroad. I, like, I don't actually believe people can be when they've had winning teams. That be like you can definitely be upset because I'm you know, you gotta be a fan still. You can't just quit uh after you win, right? But sometimes I look at people I'm like, I refuse to accept from the Patriots fans that they actually are that upset that they're bad right now. Like you're you're so whack if you are. Um and hold on. It says, Jason, hey guys, where do you find the league averages on Fangraphs or baseball references at the bottom got of him? the board? Gotcha. Um I also use the the sports app, the Yahoo Sports app, and it just has like a little stats thing for batting average on base runs home runs yeah Padres ninth in batting average and fifth and on base home runs runs and uh, slugging there in the bottom which just speaks to what I said before like not bringing a lot of guys in, um, in that have been on base um, through most of the season and I think they'll pick that up I think Machado is gonna have it's 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 coming he's gonna have that streak where he has like MVP quality streak um, soon enough and I think fam has room to grow too
0: and following up on your point about fan bases and the Giants specifically, yeah, you know, something that gets circulated around, a lot around here is that if the Giants don't have a winning season this year, it would be their fifth consecutive losing season. And mm. that's never, unbelievably, that's never happened in their franchise history, dating back even to wow. New York, which mm. is just nuts to me. Um, but people act around here act like that's some... Awful reflection of how just how incredibly bad the situation is. But that is very unusual to, to never have a stretch of five consecutive winning yeah. seasons. I was talking to um it's like I'm blanking on his name, but the locked on <laughs> Phillies host. Uh Dan Wilson. Day, Dan Wilson. And the Phillies have not had a winning season since 2011. And that's the Phillies. Wow. I mean, they're a prideful franchise. You know, they're not like, yeah. you know, they're mm-hmm. not the Rockies or some, you know, team that gets consistently in the bottom. Like they're, yeah, they're one of those teams you think of as a winning kind of team. Well, they've definitely had bad stretches, but, you know, big there market, is. ish market. Yeah. Double play. Yeah. So anyway, I just, um, I, I don't know. You're right. Like Giants fans have had it pretty good. I'm not making excuses. Mm-hmm. I have high expectations for this year. Mm-hmm. And again, if they lose, which they're probably going to. Sixteen eleven. I remember plus, um, you would take that if we men- if we said that would be the record through twenty-seven games. He became a hypocrite
1: about this, but Bill Simmons had a long tenured belief that like it's like a, it's it's like a five-year time period. Where you're not allowed to be vehemently upset. Like you can be like, ah, damn, like after a game, and be frustrated when like plays don't go your way, but you can't be actively like being those mad, angry blogger types unless it's been five years. Then you can start being a little bit annoyed. Um, And of course, he reverted against that. He's getting mad about the Patriots or whatever the hell because you know (laughs) Bill Simmons can be annoying sometimes. But um, I still got some love for him. Yeah, like I'm I'm one of those people who's just like I've been making this joke for the past year, but. Like the fact that if a a magical genie could come out of a lamp and be like, if you lose one finger, but the Chargers win the Super Bowl, do you take it? Because the Chargers is one of my longest held teams since I was like, you know, seven or whatever. And it was it was all me. Like I chose them. No New York buys. I was like, that's my team. The fact that I wouldn't immediately say no, like just speaks to the pain. So I can't, like, deal with these fan bases that's like, oh, it's been two years since a winning season. I'm like, bro, you don't understand, man. Like, I just refuse to accept this. Um, And, like, the Knicks fans, for example. Oh, my God. They're starving. They're starving. They're like seven-year-old kids stuck in the middle of a desert. And they're finally going to be good. Like, imagine what that feels like, you know? Like, they're, they're starving. They have no water, no nothing and. They finally found that one pond in the middle of the desert, which is the 2021 season. So shout out to them. Yeah, like, and of course, for the record, yeah, guys, I would say no. I'd like to keep all my fingers. But the fact that I wouldn't immediately say no is my point of how, like, (laughs) attached I get to these teams that haven't won before.
0: Hold up a minute. Hold up a minute. Hold up a minute.
1: Guys, you know what? Bet online. they're the fastest and easiest way. To bet on all of your sports action—that's right. Baseball season is obviously in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting news, including the MLB, Major League Baseball League that we all love so much, as well as the NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC, UFC, uh, UFC. You know this is what this is what living in America does to me UFC the UFC or MMA action that you crave or whatever it is before the next pitch head over to bet online On your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore like a chump as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Remember to use the promo code Locked On, guys, when you do that. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And that's not all, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Vroom.
1: That's right. I'm revving up the engine because I got to talk to you about cars and more specifically RockAuto.com. They are a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. It's a long, long time. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet, whether it's for your classic or daily driver, you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks and deliver directly to your door. Very convenient and Speaking of convenient, uh, the catalog, very unique and also just very easy to navigate. I'm not a car person, but let me tell you, when you go on here, it's just you can see all the parts available for whatever your vehicle is uh, and all the prices that you prefer. And best of all, those prices always rely below at RockAuto.com, And they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. You guys are smart. Listen to this podcast. You- why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? It literally doesn't make any sense. So go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their "How'd you hear about us?" box, so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliable prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. And now back to Ben. So I know you have that one tweet pinned. Yeah, and you have that one tweet pinned about everybody's reaction after the uh, the Bumgarner um, draft. Oh, right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's Nobody amazing. knows anything. That's Yeah, true. we really that's don't, man. That. It, like, it irritates me to death. Like, oh my god, why did they pick this guy? It's like, dude, have you ever even seen that guy? Like, you, yeah. you've heard, like, in person. Like, did you actually yeah. scout this guy? Or did you just read what other people wrote about this guy? Yeah, you read, like, the an athletic know, story. Right. Like, that's right, not enough. Right. The teams yeah. know so much more than we do. They have so much more information Mm-hmm. And they're they're smart, you know. They're not dummies. They are in those positions for a reason, for the Unless most you're, part. You're rich, apparently. <laughs> so <laughs> you got to yeah. be careful.
1: I think I think the so my view on it is when it comes to prospects draft thing, we need to all just start accepting that we just don't know. But when it comes to like making deals, you kind of, so like they're not a Rockies thing. Like that's a bad trade. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's a like, but that's like established talent. I guess. And, yeah, I know there's a chance, like, Gombert turns out to be awesome. But still, like, bottom line, you should be getting more from who will probably end up being, like, the best third baseman in your franchise history, right? Like, you probably – and the fact that he missed on, like, nine free ages, that crazy athletic story that detailed it, right? Like, there are certain things you can talk about. But one thing for me is, like, football, for example, just to do another cross-sport thing. The NFL draft, which happens this happened this weekend. And, like, to me, everyone's asking me, like, what do you think of the Chargers draft? And I said, I really don't care. Like, <laughs> like I don't care. Did they draft another quarterback for no reason? No. Because Justin Herbert is, I don't know if you've heard, but that's my husband, um, was, like, one of the best rookie quarterbacks, like, ever last year. And he, by the way, was the quarterback drafted that everyone was like, this guy's going to be a bust. He can't throw on the run, he can't recognize coverage. And, by the way, all the red flags were there. It was one of those things where you look at the tape. Uh, Stephen Ruiz, great writer for U- USA Today, broke down every single thing that he did bad in college. He, it completely reversed in the NFL. He literally went against the tape and everything that people studied, and that just goes to show you, like we just don't know, man. And the the the, the, the line in Moneyball is really good, where it's like you don't have a crystal ball, man. You can't sit here and tell me like you know what that kid's future is going to be. And it's true. I think that prospect betting and projecting is one of the sillier things we do in any sport,
0: whatever it is that's i agree with you 100%. 100%. and yet, and yet that's the reason i pinned that tweet is just to remind yeah. ourselves Madison not to doing it. I don't Madison right, Bumgarner these are giants fans who now you know uh, irrationally probably for the most part people wanted him to sign n- under all, all cir- like what am i trying to say under no circumstances did they want the giants to let him go. I mean at least yeah. some people a lot of people understood that yeah. there were signs of decline that were red flags. But people were upset when he signed with the Diamondbacks. And then yeah. what happens? He goes out there <laughs> with the torch like the, the worst pitcher in the league. So we yeah, he'd throw meatballs. We, we <laughs> That's can't it. predict baseball, man. And It's uh, really tough. You, it's just, I don't know. And also, it's it, speaking of actual games, not just prospects and stuff, but you can have a team... The Washington Nationals two years ago, their yeah. record through 60 games was uh, 19 and 31. Mm-hmm. Or 50 games. hmm F- 50 games. Yeah. I think it was 100%. 60 games. 29
1: it's sports. This is right. – it's sports,
0: man. Like, you got
1: to – like, we just talked about how I think draft projecting is, is dumb. Like, I think that if there's one area of don't freak out as a fan and act like you know everything – Don't do it with the draft, man. Just stop doing it. The Jets fans, the Jets fans for football, famously, whenever they would have the draft at Radio City Music Hall in New York, like, they would boo all the picks that ended up being great and then they would cheer all the ones that ended up bad. (laughs) Like, it's, like, famous. Like, it became a thing where they, like, booed every... The the Knicks, uh, years ago, they drafted this guy, Chris Porzingis who ended up being an All-Star, and they were booing the crap out of him. Like, it was bad, bad booing, too. And, you know, when it comes to We're not even, and then that's to say nothing of guys who randomly become great. Look at Will Myers. Look at, um, what's his face? Jose Ramirez? Yeah, Jose Ramirez. And you just, you you just, no, I don't think Jose Ramirez, who was, who was, oh man, who was it that just got good? Or you you can't project like people who are just going to fall off. Um, it just, it happens. It's sports and this is just very, um, living proof, 2021, Mark Lentz is living proof. You can't predict uh, uh, baseball. It's totally a great point. Proof. Your,
0: your opinion of Melanson is what? He's awesome, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, heading into he the, the thing, I be basically better was better like, like, I actually kind of didn't mind the signing. I was like, all right, they're going with veteran type of closer. who has been consistent. They decided, all right, let's get two chances. We're going to take Keone Kella and Melanson instead of only paying for Rosenthal. And I was like, all right, we'll see if it turns out, whatever. Really? Like it happens. You can get mad when teams start – like, I think there's a difference between projecting good players versus, like, when you see teams giving up and not even trying. Like, when you get mad at the Rays, who were like, we were in the World Series last year, I got an idea, let's trade away guys, instead of buying and being even more in. Like, that's, that's a whole whole another bag of worms, but it's just hard, man. Like, you just don't know what's going to happen, and I don't know. Who was the – like, here's a good example. Here's a fun uh, shout-out. Rich Hill. Rich Hill, who got good, yeah. like, 36 or whatever it was. Like, like, what? Like, it makes no sense. Rich Hill became, like, one of the best ERA guys for a three-year straight. I know he became, like, an injury bug guy. But if I'm not mistaken, that guy was just not nothing for his whole career. Just, it's just, it just goes to show you, like, these things can flip at any time. Totally. Little I little mean, Jose that,
0: Ramirez yeah. was kind of like a slap-hitting reserve player for the Indians. And then Mm -hmm. he became an absolute monster. Yeah. And a lot of that is like teams need to figure out how do we make our players better like that. And that's kind Mm -hmm. of what has been the next frontier in analytics has been like making your players better. And that's what the Giants have invested heavily in. And right now, this season so far, we're not really seeing the same type of offense that we saw from them last year. But it's early, and that's kind of another point, is that in baseball, sometimes you know, we could look at the end of the year, and the Giants could, again, be like 15% above average offensively. But for now, they're kind of hovering a little below average. So, Mm -hmm. it's too early to tell. And plus, you're facing good pitching. Like, so far, the Giants have played, what, five games against the Padres out of about 25 games. So, like, what is that <laughs> math on the fly? 20%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 20% of the games have been against the Padres. Uh, so that's your, uh, I don't know. I just think you, it's too early. I think I say at 45 games, that's when you get your first real mm-hmm. good sense of your team, but it takes yeah. until about 45 games because after 45 games, and I actually know that that's a number that front office people look at too as like oh, wow. the first the first kind of benchmark to really evaluate mm-hmm. um because you've seen the in 45 games people have had their ups and they've had their downs so you've got you, there's no kind of the fluky stuff tends to wear off to some extent at least after that amount of games so we're getting closer we're more than halfway there but you know still a little ways to go yeah absolutely What's going on here? And then of course a lot can about? change even after 45 games, but that's the first one.
1: I always <laughs> was going that about something. Right this is so funny.
0: <laughs> but I'll say this, I'll say this too. The Giants last year started out eight and 16. They, that's right. I forgot about they, that. They were awful. Mm-hmm. And, Padres were
1: 11 and 12 coming off a Diamondback sweep.
0: There you go. Right, and they ended up with a crazy record. Right, like yeah, 37 and. 23 something or something like
1: that yeah they yeah, just
0: they yeah. basically after they caught the rangers
1: after literally after tatis three-zero happens they smoke pretty much every team in the league after that right including right, the dodgers right. to a degree
0: right and so the first 25-ish games weren't enough to kind of indicate or to mm-hmm. kind of have the talent that they had come to fruition but after 45 yep. i bet that record was a lot more in line with what it ended up mm-hmm. being and cut, guys. I hope you enjoyed that
1: conversation that Ben Kaspic and I shared in regards to general sports projecting and prognosticating. I thought it was a good conversation. I do. I thought it was very good, and I love nerding out and talking about stuff with Ben. Uh, But Before we wrap this up, guys, let me just talk to you quickly about the Locked On Today podcast. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Indeed, it's really good. I listen to it every day. Uh, in terms of this podcast, guys, tomorrow, obviously going to be recapping the game. Whoever ends up getting the starting nod, we'll have to see. Hopefully, they perform well. And then, to be perfectly honest with you, don't fully know what I'm going to be doing for tomorrow's podcast. I don't fully know yet. It's been a weird week for me so far. I've got some, some, some work that I'm, I'm doing. Uh, hopefully some really work that will transpire into great things of course as we all are always hoping to be honest but uh now I'm just talking nonsense right now uh so yeah I don't know fully what we're doing tomorrow I might do some expectations uh based things maybe look at the rest of the lineup for the Padres and kind of uh my thoughts on the rotation stuff like that just heading into uh this kind of we're like a fifth of the way through a third of the season does that make sense I don't think it does. And I think that that's a sign that we should wrap this same thing up, guys. Uh, That about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast. The only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast, wherever wherever, and be sure to send me those five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts, as well as a question when you write your review that I guarantee you I will be answering hopefully later in the week, or be very beginning of next week, like Monday, I'll be reading through all those, that should be a lot of fun I think anyway, and it's, it's content baby, it's what it's all about uh, remember to follow the show or myself on Twitter and until next time, stay safe and of course stay faithful, my fire Faithful homies, take care